0: And so over the years, it's really become my greatest passion to help others get to know Jesus through His Word and through His presence. Through this podcast, I'm hoping to help you see the Word of God with fresh eyes, to learn to slow down with your Bible, and ultimately to fall in love with Jesus and to fall in love with your Bible. So thank you so much for joining me today. I am so, so grateful to have you here. Happy Friday. Merry Christmas. What a gift to have you here. I am so grateful for the Christmas season, and I do recognize that there are some who don't believe in celebrating it in the traditional fashion. But I will just say personally, over the last 10 to 15 years, it has been such a gift to really slow down in the month of December with the story of the incarnation, to just soak in the beauty of the truth that God Became our Savior, that He became Emmanuel, God with us. What an incredible gift. And I think the beauty of that story and the miracles of that story get lost in the rest of the other Bible stories throughout the year. And so I do love to take the month of December and really focus on the goodness of God as we see it unfold in the incarnation. I want to say a huge thank you to everybody who has been a part of the unedited journey in 2023 what a gift. I have had the opportunity to meet um, some of you and it has just been such a treasure and thank you for being a part of this journey. If I haven't had a chance to meet you yet I am really looking forward to meeting you. I mentioned last week that Dakota Campbell who was um, on an interview on Unedited back in October of 2022 um, just recently published a little devotional called Perfecting the Art of the Poor. It is about Pouring Out to God and Allowing God to Pour into You, Pouring Out to Others and Allowing Others to Pour into You, 31 Daily Devotions, that is available on Amazon. I link to it um, in the show notes, and also um, I have that link posted on my social media on Instagram. So check that out. It'd be a great gift, a great stocking stuffer. Um, Dakota's heart is, is seen in this book, and you'll be blessed by it. Last week I mentioned that this year, in the month of December, I am reading the book of Revelation. I have felt just really to dig into end time prophecy a little bit more than I have in previous history. And I just want to be aware of the signs of the times. I want to be aware of the things that God gave us in his word to recognize The events that are going to unfold. And so, if you would like to join me in reading Revelation, it's not too late. It is only December 8th. I would love to have you join me in reading um, the book of Revelation. Today, I am going to read an unedited journal entry called Fear Not. I didn't know what I was going to read on the podcast today, and I literally woke up and I just felt like it was in a gold journal, which is from, I think, 2018 or 2019. Um, This journal entry is probably a little bit all over the map, but it does convey a thought um, that God is instructing us in his word not to fear. Fear not. And fear not is a command laced throughout the Christmas story. And so this is what I felt the Lord had for me to share today. And without further ado, today's unedited Christmas entry. Fear not. This morning, there is a mishmash of thoughts in my brain, thoughts that I think are converging. Thoughts about the Christmas story, about fear, about unusual and unexpected circumstances. Thought about the favor of God propelling Mary and Joseph into a crazy series of events. Yesterday, the phrase, that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, jumped off the text at me as it was read during the sermon. I often think of Mary, Elizabeth, Jesus, the angels, the wise men, the shepherds. But rarely do I think of Joseph. Even Zacharias gets more screen time than Joseph. But wow, when you stop and think about it, it was a story he was scripted into. How it affected his life. Think of all the ramifications it carried for him. The angel first appears to Mary and shares the revelation of the impending events about to unfold. She has an angelic encounter to refer back to, but Joseph does not initially. Joseph's story starts like this. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. This is a very common story to me, and I have never thought about how Joseph found out that Mary was expecting Jesus. It says she was found with child. Did she tell him? Did she start showing? There is no clear picture painted as to how Joseph discovered the circumstances. From the next few verses, we can see that it sent Joseph into a spiral of emotions and caused him to face difficult decisions. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. In a split second, the news of Mary's pregnancy shatters Joseph's reality. He was a just man, a good, godly man, engaged and fully committed to a good, beautiful, godly girl. But now she is with child and he knows it's not his. Clearly from the scriptures, we see that he does not believe it to be a miraculous event for he is minded to put her away privately. Joseph has made the decision to break off his espousal to Mary, the sweet girl whom he undoubtedly loved. According to Jewish custom, he could have taken Mary before the Jewish courts or council and had her stoned. But according to the word, we see a kindness in Joseph that wouldn't allow him to do something like that. He could not publicly shame her, but he could not marry her either. Mary must have tried to explain But how ludicrous and foolish her claims of purity must have seemed. Has Mary gone mad? Undoubtedly, this must have been a brutally painful stretch of time for both Mary and Joseph. This is scandal. This is shattering of their marriage, their serene reality. This is their reputations on the line. All they and others have assumed to be is now tainted and tarnished. This is a most unusual turn of events. And this is anything but peace on earth for Mary and Joseph. This is a set of circumstances that will send shockwaves through family and village. Oh, the thoughts that must have swirled through Joseph's mind, all the angels, all the angles of how to proceed, carefully examined and thought through. We are not told in scripture how long this dynamic lasted. Was it hours, days, weeks, months? It really is not clear. But whatever the length of time, it was rife with confusion and heartbreak. But then, verse 20, While he thought on these things, Joseph has his own angelic encounter. Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. The angel corroborates and verifies the claims of his dear Mary. What a relief this must have been to Joseph, and yet it does not remove him from a very strange situation. It doesn't extract him from a scenario that will be assumed impropriety and disgrace by everyone else in their world. But Joseph is told specifically, fear not. God does not send messages to fear not unless the circumstances are such that would naturally invoke fear. That which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Joseph, this strange and confusing set of circumstances is being orchestrated by the Spirit of God. The same Spirit of God that moved upon the face of the waters in the very beginning of creation is now creating and fashioning the most illustrious miracle in a most unconventional way. This situation, with all its perplexing conditions, are my plan. They are not accidental. I am at work. This is how I have chosen to enter your broken world. Fear not. Wow, the trust and confidence on display in Joseph's life as he obeys the angelic command and takes Mary, his wife, in spite of how it looks to those around him, is incredibly inspiring when considered against this backdrop. It was costly obedience. It would require him to nurture and care for a son that wasn't his by blood. It was trust that would require him to provide for and train the Savior of the world, even when no one else knew that's who he was. Maybe the assumptions of scandal never went away. Maybe everyone in their world always assumed either Mary's unfaithfulness or both of their mutual failure. Whatever the case, Joseph was required to step into a faith, step out in faith as the earthly father of the Messiah. It took trust to operate in that which is conceived in her as of the Holy Ghost. What a man Joseph was. Fear not is not a command, not given to not only given to Joseph. Okay, struggling on the reading here today. Fear not is not a command given only to Joseph, but laced throughout the Christmas story. To Zacharias, to Joseph, to Mary, to the shepherds. Mary has a similar experience to Joseph in Luke 1, 26 to 38. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a virgin, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women the next verse says she was troubled at his saying the angel gabriel responds fear not mary for thou hast found favor with god how has this favor manifested how will favor unfold in mary's life mary will be overshadowed by the holy ghost and will conceive the savior the baby jesus in her womb the favor of god would see her as a vessel to usher in the miracle of the Incarnation, yes. But it will also lead her into uncharted waters. The favor of God propelled her to a place she never dreamed she'd be. The favor of God led Mary to a place where fear would be her natural reaction, a place that required a fear not from Gabriel. The favor of God required her to walk through a season where her fiancé wanted to put her away because he didn't believe her words, It caused her to face the logical assumptions of the citizens of Bethlehem. It caused her to face scandal and outrage because few people will believe stories of angels and overshadowings. This mark of favor on Mary's life led her to a place of great privilege and great pain. The joy of being chosen as the mother of the Messiah also came with troubles no one else would ever know. You see, favor is not always the promise of a pain-free path. Favor generally comes with a price tag and sometimes a fear not. The words spoken to Mary, thou hast found favor with God, and the word spoken to Joseph, that which is conceived in her as of the Holy Ghost, would make the average person assume that means everything is going to be rad. This will be smooth sailing, this will be a cakewalk, a walk in the park, bubblegum and ponies, but such was not the case. Favor and of the Holy Ghost led these key players in the story of redemption into a season of upheaval in all likelihood. Certainly, they faced it with grace, but they were human. Certainly, there were conflicting emotions and unanswered questions. Not only was there current ramifications of this infant promise, which was first in Mary's womb and then in her arms, but this promise also came with the promise of future pain. When Mary and Joseph go to the temple to present baby Jesus, an old man, Simeon, pronounces a blessing over Mary and includes this line, Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also. Ouch, I'm not reading favor in that line. That is not how I'd script that which is born of thee is of the Holy Ghost. But let me never forget, God is not thinking like the average person is, and he is certainly not thinking like I am. Sometimes favor is scripted in a wild and seemingly fortuitous turn of events. Sometimes the Holy Ghost at work in our lives takes us to and through scenarios that we could never have dreamed up. Sometimes our promise comes with the promise of future pain. Like Victor Jackson said, if your promise doesn't wreck your life, I doubt you have a promise. It is odd, it cuts across the grain of how I'd expect God to operate, but it is true. Just as the command of Jesus led the disciples smack dab into the middle of a storm and the love of Jesus saw Lazarus laid in a tomb, sometimes his work in our lives is unexpected, painful, full of struggle, and seemingly perilous. But if he scripts it thus, it is with intention. If he scripts it thus, it is written by a divine pen and divine foresight. Thou hast found favor, and this is of the Holy Ghost, came with a fear not. They, and they need to fear not, because supernatural events shock natural beings. Human logic and human reasoning cannot wrap themselves around divine process. It's wild, it's weird, it's most always unexpected. When God begins to work in your life, buckle up, and with Mary and Joseph, hear the voice that says, fear not. That which is happening in your life, wild as it may be, is of the Holy Ghost. And so today, just a reminder to fear not. I don't know what unexpected set of circumstances you are in. I don't know your loneliness or your loss. I don't know your season or everything involved in it. But Jesus does. And fear has torment. But the Bible says that the love of God casts out fear. And he came to earth out of love it was love that was laid in that manger and his love is for you and he wants to anchor you down into his unshakable love that is with you wherever you go he is with you no matter where life may take you and I love the words of David and I close with this line today what time I am afraid I will trust in thee fear not Thank you so, so much for joining me for this journey. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you have questions or to download a typed or a handwritten transcript of today's entry, you can visit MegUnedited.com. For now, go grab your journal and your Bible. I so look forward to the power of this habit in your life. This is Unedited. This is for you. Happy Friday.